From the WLRN studios at the Miami Herald, I'm Luis Hernandez. There's a lot of attention and a lot of money going towards restoring the Everglades. As the legislative session gets started in Tallahassee today, lawmakers are considering a couple of bills that could impact restoration. WLRN's Kate Stein looks at what Everglades restoration actually means. Let's start with what we're losing. One of the most biologically diverse places on Earth, from sawgrass to cypress trees, apple snails to alligators. The historic home of Florida's Miccosukee and Seminole tribes. The ecosystem that ensures fresh drinking water for more than 8 million Floridians. A national park. Everglades advocate Marjorie Stoneman Douglas talked about all this in an interview in 1983. It was a marvelous expanse of flat green land with its strangeness and its openness and its birds. It's utterly unique, you see. There's not like anything else like it in the world. More than 30 years later, Wayne Rassner is standing in a pool of water inside a cypress stone in Everglades National Park. He's a volunteer guide and the board chair of the South Florida National Parks Trust. We don't have a giant waterfall or an enormous canyon or snow-covered mountains. We have a very subtle beauty. To get here, Rasner drove several miles from the visitor center and walked into the swamp. Even out here, the sound of cars and planes is inescapable. We've lost 50% of the ecosystem that we're not going to get back. Mostly because of development, says Steve Davis. He's an ecologist with the Everglades Foundation. The Everglades freshwater aquifer is under siege from sea level rise. Parts of the ecosystem are flooded, others are so dry they're dying off. And massive water releases from Lake Okeechobee cause toxic algae blooms that throttle tourism and fishing on Florida's coasts. It wasn't supposed to get like this. Ever, but especially since the year 2000. That was when President Bill Clinton and Florida Governor Jeb Bush signed a massive restoration plan. Happened to be the same day Bush v. Gore was decided. It's called the Comprehensive Everglades Restoration Plan, or SERP. And it was supposed to be finished in the mid-2030s. But at this pace, it's going to take a half century or more to finish. Davis jumps from an airboat into a water conservation area near Tamiami Trail. In thigh-deep water, he grabs a slimy glob of paraphyton, a freshwater mix of algae and other gunky particles. It's one of our best indicators of water quality. When phosphorus levels get above about 10 parts per billion, which is the protective threshold we know for the Everglades, this paraphyton will start to really break apart to the point where you don't find it anymore. One of the goals of the restoration plan is to remove excess phosphorus. It's mostly from runoff, fertilizer from sugar fields and farms, lawns, and also sewage. Davis says cleaning the water is going well here, thanks in part to large man-made wetlands called stormwater treatment areas. There are six just below Lake Okeechobee. They clean the water as it flows slowly south, just like the natural Everglades once did. With restoration, some would think that there's less of the hand of man involved with the, the management of the system. That's not going to be the case. He says this is the only way to both help the Everglades resume its natural flow and ensure fresh water and flood control for millions of people. 
You can't just kick people out of Pahokee and Belglade, tear down the Herbert Hoover Dyke, and let the water take back the land. That's not, you know, we would certainly not advocate for, and the Corps of Engineers would never allow to happen after Hurricane Katrina. Davis says even in the best-case scenario, the restoration plan's impact might be hard to notice. A wetter, dry season, more birds like roseate spoonbills and snail kites, healthier seagrass in Florida Bay. The thing is, we're nowhere near the best-case scenario. More of the Everglades is being lost to sea level rise. The comprehensive Everglades restoration plan came out 17 years ago. It was supposed to be halfway done by now. Of its 68 planned projects, six are underway. None, zero, are complete. I'm Kate Stein in Miami. Tomorrow we'll hear more about a tense debate over a proposal that could help move water south from Lake Okeechobee again. You could find the series River of Grass, Dying of Thirst at WLRN.org. This is WLRN News. I'm Luis Hernandez.